From the Jennifer and Ted Stanley Studios in Boston, this is Living on Earth. I'm Steve Kerwood. India has posted spectacular growth rates over the past decade, but it's been fueled largely by one of the dirtiest energy sources, coal, and there's a price to pay in public health. A recent study in India calculated that last year alone, pollution from burning coal led to between 80,000 and 115,000 premature deaths. Ashish Fernandez is a senior campaigner for Greenpeace who edited the report, and he joins us in the studio now. Welcome to Living on Earth. Hey, thanks a lot. So how surprised were you by these numbers? We were very surprised with these numbers. We didn't think they would be this high, um, but frankly, we had no idea of how high they would be because this is the first time that anyone has ever done such an exercise. The important things to remember with these numbers is that while it might seem like it's a whole lot higher than what it might be in the U.S. or in Europe, there are a number of reasons for that. One is population density. India is a country of 1.2 billion people. No matter where you go in the country, you will have dense populations. Most of these power plants are located in central India or along the coast, places where you do have dense populations. So that's one. Secondly, um, the coal has very high ash content. It's 40-45% ash. Therefore, you're going to have higher particulate emissions. Because of the high ash content, it's low calorific value, so you have to burn a lot more coal to get one unit of electricity. Therefore, again, higher emissions. And lastly, the standards in place in India are either very low or non-existent. So for particulate emission standards, they're really low. For sulfur and nitrous oxides, our emission standards just don't exist. We don't have any limits on those. You're talking about really high emissions, and no one knows what the specific plant-by-plant emissions are because there is no daily monitoring. So how does India's regulations for coal compare to that, say, of the United States and Europe? India's regulations for coal um, in terms of emissions are much lower than any other uh, large economy. We've compared them with the U.S. standards, the European standards, Australian standards, and the Chinese standards. And even it's, it's lower than even the Chinese standards. It's lower than the American standards as well. Of course, the U.S. has tightened its standards off late. But even if you look at the particulate emission limits, which is the only limits that India has, they are, I think, maybe about 10 times higher than what is currently permitted in, in the U.S., What exactly are people dying of? The main killer is basically cardiopulmonary diseases. Um, So it's heart attacks, it's respiratory distress, severe asthma cases, things like that. The study says that as many as 10,000 children under the age of five are dying from this air pollution. What might be killing them? Well, asthma is extremely common in in most urban and and semi-urban areas of India now, partly because of coal power emissions, but in general, air pollution and air quality is really low in most big Indian cities. So asthma among children is really, really common. So how are these health problems felt uh, throughout the country? Is it equally spread or are there folks who are more affected than others? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. Actually, it's not equally spread for a number of reasons. One is, of course, the concentration of where those plants exist. So if you look at a map of India, there's a large number of these power plants located towards the eastern section of the country, in the center, and then in the north. Secondly, you have to take into account wind patterns, and we have the monsoon, so at different times of the year, the wind patterns are different, and the wind patterns take the emissions over different populations. Those plants that are located in less urban areas or not close to big cities are usually surrounded by low-income neighborhoods, and so you have disproportionate impact felt by low-income residents. Now, the United States is beginning to transition away from coal uh, as a source of electricity generation, but India is undergoing such intense industrialization. What does the future hold for coal in India right now? It's funny that you say that because you're right. I mean, the Indian government is currently putting all its eggs in coal's basket, if you like. They see coal as being the major 
delivery mechanism for electricity in India for the next 20, 30, 40 years. That is kind of misplaced. Coal is not really going to be able to deliver India's energy security. And the reason I say that is, one, our reserves um, in terms of how much coal we actually have left is probably overstated. The fact that Coal India Limited, that's the state-owned coal miner, has missed its production targets for the last three years in a row is an indicator of that. We cannot really import large amounts of coal because it's simply too expensive to generate power by importing coal. Most of the coal that we currently import is low-quality coal from Indonesia. I know there's talk in the U.S. of India importing coal from the U.S. coal mines as they shut down, uh, as they stop their domestic supplies. But that's just full stock, really, because coal from the U.S. is going to be way too expensive for India to afford. Remember, most of the country lives on less than $2 a day. They're not going to be able to afford coal from the U.S. So imports are not really a major option. And that's why you're seeing uh, India currently has a peak power shortage of 10%. 9 or 10%, and that's because coal is not delivering. How concerned are Indian citizens about the health risks associated with coal fired power plants? So, coal is really being fought in India on a number of grounds. The mining is being fought by communities who are being displaced by those mines, by environmental groups, because most of the coal is under forests as well, so forests have to be cleared. So, there's a lot of opposition from tribal communities as well as from environmental groups. The coal power plants that are being set up are being fought by communities that are being displaced, farming communities, fishing communities, um, who are having their land taken away. What has not really happened is there hasn't been much opposition on the health ground so far. And that's why this report is actually quite important because it sets that perspective, say this is not something that we can ignore, this is a serious issue. You're talking about thousands of people dying um, and it's something that the Indian government really needs to wake up to. Health needs to become an issue because India is currently continues to plan many thousands of gigawatts of new coal. And at the moment, those plans don't include uh, state-of-the-art pollution control limits. At the very least, any new plants being proposed need to have state-of-the-art pollution control limits. Existing sources need to be regulated properly and monitored. And the old, most inefficient power plants can be phased out right now. What about alternatives to coal? What's India doing along those lines? The bright spot, I would say, on the horizon is that India's renewable energy success stories are really coming out. So we still have about 400 million Indians who don't have access to electricity around the clock. They're not connected to the grid. They can't flick on a switch and have light in the night. Decentralized renewable energy is actually much cheaper to get them power as opposed to extending the grid 100 kilometers to the most remote village. The renewable industry has been growing at a much faster pace over the last two or three years, um, both wind and solar now especially. And the Indian government has set fairly ambitious targets for solar for the next five years, up to 2017. But in terms of policy incentives, there's probably a lot scope to do a lot more to benefit those two sectors. A combination of uh, renewables, whether it's solar, wind or biomass, that has the potential to actually get power to people who so far have not really got power from the grid. Ashish Fernandez is a senior campaigner for Greenpeace. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Pleasure to be here.